0: Definitely had a rat in Mississippi State in my house. Oh my
1: God. I had a rat in my first apartment there too.. They got into a bag of chia seeds, and I swear to God I was eating rat
0: uh, poop. Oh my, because I was
1: because I was putting the chia seeds in my smoothies every morning. and then I finally noticed uh, yeah. that there was like other things happening. and I was like, ah.
2: maybe who is the maybe worst? That's why gut your gut it's it's like worse now. You actually need rat poop to sustain it now. Oh, God. Oh, man. no.
1: Maybe I really did
2: need it. Okay? <laughs> That's
1: wild. See, I told a really embarrassing story about me. There you go. Man.
2: I still remember opening up the... <laughs> Rose, like, I'm concerned. <laughs> opening up the dishwasher and seeing it just full of fucking roaches. And I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 this is the fucking worst. Oh, and then God. I smoked it out and then fucking had a headache for three days because I just fumigated my entire life and-
1: literally it's so funny it's that disgusting. the things that we have to use to kill rodents <laughs> and termites <laughs> will literally give us like back to another health unfiltered podcast my name is nicole and i am with my wonderful co-host roe and brooke what's up y'all
2: what's up hello
1: it's another
0: rose got like a little dance going
1: like (laughs) he's feeling himself trying to get myself in the mood (laughs) after he drowned himself in copious amounts of tequila
2: oh uh, <laughs> we need those uh-huh. we need those weekends. can is the
1: event. one who is staying young for the three of us okay <laughs>
2: Pff, i guess I, I'm <laughs> not Nathan doing well. <laughs> on the <laughs> exhil-
1: accelerated path of grandma <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> uh,
2: it's okay i'll do it for you guys i'll do
0: it carrying
1: mm-hmm. the team mm-hmm. are you drinking what are we doing today that will be the really small sign no okay. uh-huh. no <laughs> i'm like
2: it's 10 o'clock on a monday i've been drinking all weekend that I would be a lot
1: that is line. when your dad should I be concerned if you had said yeah, yes yeah.
2: You, see, dad? <laughs> you see
1: dad he's fine
2: <laughs> i'm growing <laughs> uh yeah no i'll Peak be responsibility i'm some, some pre-workout uh so that i can live afterwards but other than that just good old good old h2o proud of you about you guys what kind of sick mocktails do you have
1: i'm drinking coffee i went to the gym this morning so um i didn't drink any before i went and then i got back and showered and ate and now it's 11 o'clock and i'm like well i still need to have a cup of coffee
2: you just you just lifted without any caffeine yes are you a psychopath no bro i Mm, get eight
1: to nine hours of sleep a night
2: yeah so even if i did i'd be like let's bomb this thing let's i had a go. bowl
1: of muesli and went to the gym what is that <laughs> oh my <laughs> god you don't know what muesli is
2: no it's like, I, if I'm. you know without oh, it's telling so good me anything, it's a, it's a like, european I'm, I'm, cereal
1: I'm, dish and it is like oats and <sighs> like rice puffs and raisins and pumpkin seeds it's just yeah wow
2: <laughs> i don't know what it says about me i thought this is like some supplement that like old ladies take because their pH balance is off. Like that's that's what is I. Is that where you of, think I'm you know? I'm an old lady whose that, pH yeah, balance is no, off. But that, but that, that's what mucily sounded like. So I was like, it does sound like really like or whatever
1: it's called. Yeah. Like, or exactly. what's that? Like laxative? Yeah, I think that's like, Yeah, Metamucil. Metamucil. yeah.
0: <sighs>
2: Sorry, I don't know. Okay, I just I have yogurt for breakfast, and that's that's about it. So.
0: I'm, like, really jealous of the people that can tolerate dairy. Like, I would say in adulthood, like, I'm actually a little bit angry that, like, I can't eat dairy. Mm.
2: You can't have yogurt?
0: (laughs) No, it destroys my body. (laughs) I can't do do cheese, yogurt, milk. Did you see that reel
1: when it was like, just trust your gut. And it's just like, bitch, my gut can't even handle gluten and dairy. Why the fuck would I trust my (laughs) gut? (laughs) Like, have you seen that reel before?
2: (laughs) Oh, man. That's so sad. I mean, I I will say like I have a fair life chocolate milk every day, but they take the lactose out though. So if I have like just straight milk, then I'm, I feel bad, but yogurt, you you know, your probiotics are probably just off, (laughs) you know, that's. That's I just did is. a GI map. I, I know and you're I not know wrong. Someone. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I like I know someone who's pretty good at this. You could, I'll, I'll contact you with them. Uh.
0: And I blame Brian. The creepiest thing ever is when you look at a couple's microbiome because they always look the mm. same because this you live the same life, you eat the same food, you breathe the same air. Like it's super freaking creepy. His is a hot mess. And mine was a slightly less hot mess, but the exact same things were wrong. And I was like, Oh my god, you truly swap gut
2: bugs with that's, your person. That's and it's so gross. Weird so basically we just like... need to do
0: Casey's and then we'll really know. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, <laughs> I mean, she her she has a whole host of, you know, like stomach issues. <laughs> when I'm like, Yeah, I feel great all the time. So that yeah, that would be interesting to see. And we eat pretty much the same stuff. So yeah, I don't know. What's wrong with you, Casey? We'll have to do an experiment. Yeah. 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 Let's see
1: what's it's going on. Because we're not
2: true lovers. We haven't traded. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't actually
1: kiss, they don't touch at all.
2: That's like, honestly, I'm waiting until marriage to hold hands. So. <laughs> this gets me really nervous. I tell you, mom, I'm a good Christian, boy. Anyway. Uh, yeah, what's our episode on today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so today we are going to do something a little bit different and we're going to have a Q&A of basically all the questions that we get most frequently as coaches. And I think it's going to be really fun. And we're going to just dive into multiple topics and let you know the answers that to the questions that we get from clients and that this is the information we're yeah. sharing with clients. So I feel like that's super valuable and, you know, wherever you're at. And whatever questions you might have,
2: yeah. And then that'll help us. If you're listening, we do take questions of the mm-hmm. week. We have had episodes in the past where we do like Q and A's from <clears throat> listeners. Uh, so think about questions that you would like to have answered and send them into us via uh, Instagram, email, carrier pigeon, smoke <laughs> signals. However, however you think will help. So I prefer Morse code. Actually, yeah. But, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, I, th- I, don't I think know I just probably swore it. at someone. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh keep your
1: tap into yourself
2: yeah <laughs>
1: cool sorry well let's dive in the first question is when you're not feeling it how do you decide whether to take a rest day or to push through and i'm assuming this one is geared toward you rowboat
2: Yeah, you're like, when do I know when not to take my mocktails? Um, I know I dog on mocktails. They seem really fun. I just have never had one. Maybe your life would change Uh, and you wouldn't take pre-workout all the time. (laughs) No, it's not even all the time. It's just when I – I like it. I like the stimulant. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. I
1: support you. Okay.
2: Anyway, so back to the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good question and I think I get it from every client because, um, you know, if you listen to – so there's no hate on David Goggins, but, like, the Jockos, the David Goggins, people that are like, look, you show up, you stay hard, <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. And it's it's a good message, obviously. I think that sometimes, you know, we as humans, like, are a bit soft and, like, we are very malleable and adaptable creatures. So, like, we should be able to go through hard times. And we talked about it during that self-care episode mm-hmm. uh, last week. Um, but other times it's like, hey, again, you you are a human. And, like, maybe we aren't animals, Uh, in the sense that like we're living outside but we are animals and stress is not just us being hunted down right it's like i have to pay for things like a fucking mortgage and Mm -hmm. bills and taxes and it's like things that we're the only humans that have to do with that right so when you're not feeling it i think it's important to look at a couple things so um, if you work with me uh, we use train heroic and it's it's a good way, uh, when you start, uh, every session starts with, uh, like a readiness questionnaire, right? So scale of one to five, how are you feeling on sleep, mood, uh, uh, energy, soreness. And I always forget the fifth one. And so that's a really good way to, to look at whether you should or shouldn't push through, because, um, let's say your body's just like sore, right? We've all been there, but like everything else is good. Like I have Uh, my mood is good. I slept really well. Like I'm under no like mental stress. Like, okay, maybe we just warm up a little bit more and we push it. But if you're like, Hey, my body feels good, but mentally, like I'm not here. Then I think you have to like really look at your life and say like, am I in a busy season, uh, where I need to be able to, you know, keep doing high amounts of work or high amounts of stress for the next couple of days. And if so, then maybe turn that more into a mobility day or just go on a walk or straight up do nothing, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes like use that free time you have to take a nap, (laughs) like if you can, if you can do that, Um, because reality is, this is like if you're not a professional athlete and even for like amateurs I'm talking to, if you're not a professional athlete, then you are going to have to deal with things outside of that sport because that sport is not your life and your job. And I know it seems like it, like lifting is my life for sure, but I could take off six months of lifting and it wouldn't actually change like my life. Mm. You know what Mm. I mean? Whereas if a football player could not play like an NFL player could not play for six months, it's going to negatively impact their entire life. Um, So it's, I think it's a lot of conversations you have to have with yourself You have to look at the readiness questionnaires and if you don't have like a readiness questionnaire that's fine you can still just say like how did i sleep last night how am i feeling did i eat yesterday maybe i'm just like super under calories and i just need to eat wait a couple hours and i'll be fine um and then from there decide but i think for most people the answer is like hey take a step back most likely you have other stresses going on. Take this day to, mm-hmm. to kind of chill out and do something. Yeah. Use a massage mm-hmm. gun. I love my massage gun. <laughs> so.
1: I love this question yeah. because um, I definitely, and I think a lot of us, work with clients who are really recovering from that almost like obsessive um, personality oh, yeah. trait when it comes to nutrition and exercise specifically And we don't realize how important this piece is in just health and wellness in general of when you go through years and years and years of believing, if I miss a workout, I'm a failure. If I miss a workout, like I'm a piece of crap. Like when you're truly like talking to yourself like that, and you really do think it's going to like make or break your health, it can be really hard at first to lean into that rest and take that extra day off. so I love that we're starting out with that because even like myself this past week, I had a day where I had a workout planned and I was just exhausted for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, you know, my cycles coming up, I have a lot of life things going on, whatever, and... I took a nap instead (laughs) and like that was like (laughs) the best thing that I could have done because the next day I woke up and went to the gym like first thing that morning and had so much energy and didn't feel like garbage and that is the power of just like listening to your body and that is Mm
2: -hmm.
1: a tool that is going to take you so, so far in your health and wellness journey for sure.
0: Yeah. Cool.
1: So Brooke... Um, I saw you are always kind of talking about electrolytes and why they're important, especially in regards to hydration. Does this mean that someone needs to supplement or how does someone know that they're getting enough electrolytes in?
0: I love this question because I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. electrolytes. <laughs> um, the truth is that you do not need to supplement under you know, this isn't a definite thing. There are certain conditions where I do recommend it in certain situations. Um, and so just to kind of take a step back, when we're talking about electrolytes, it's certain minerals. We've got sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, chloride, phosphatate. So those are the big ones. And they're really important because they do all kinds of cool things like Cell signaling, um, you know, nerve signaling, making sure that we have the right fluid balance. They ha- they're very nourishing. They're a huge part of nourishing our adrenal glands. So they're very very important, especially if you're someone who's active or you live like let's say you live in the desert of Texas. I've got some military guys down there. It's really important that you stay on top of your hydration and electrolytes in certain conditions and climates, as well as if you're super active, you get really sweaty. Um, Best way to determine if you need added electrolytes, by the way, if you're super sweaty, is wear a dark shirt, get really sweaty on purpose, let that shirt dry, do you see white salt marks? That means you're a salty sweater and that's like the easiest way without doing any fancy testing to know probably a good idea that you make sure you make an effort to get electrolytes in. This can be done just through our food. It's important to note we have electrolytes in our water. We have minerals in our water. If you're using a filter like a charcoal filter, those will still be there. If you're using something like a distiller or a reverse osmosis system, then it's important to remineralize your water. Uh, Concentrate, trace elements. That's my favorite brand. I do this to remineralize my water. Um, So there's certain situations where it's like, yeah, this is really important. But no, you don't don't need to supplement. It also is in our food. So just making sure we get a really good variety of food. It's in nuts, seeds, avocado, potatoes, banana, berries. Like the list goes on and on, which really is why it's important to have real food sources, making sure we're mixing up the variety. And then you're getting electrolytes from your food and your water anyway. And then only under certain circumstances do I recommend someone adds in electrolytes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely uh, a big one that we don't always think about. I remember when I was um, did more like long distance running, I would have that that salt build up on like my body. <laughs> like I would just like see it on my body as I was running. I'm like, oh, this is weird. And now I know what it is and what it means. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is like one of the things that helps you feel the best, the quickest is just being hydrated with (laughs) electrolyte support
0: and uh one thing like you someone could do today like write this down if you're not driving don't don't write it down um but slam on the
2: brakes write it down get
0: some real yeah. salt like make sure you have really good high quality salt redmond's real salt is my favorite that's just one good tweak mm-hmm. that like hey next time i go to the grocery store this is going to be a good staple and i'm going to salt my food in a way that's appropriate for you know my individual physiology like obviously if we've got different conditions like really high blood pressure not the best fit, but that's why it is important to get individualized care and recommendations mm-hmm. if you need it. Um, but highly recommend, if using salt is appropriate for you, get real mm-hmm. salt, like Redmond's Real Salt. Yeah. Love
2: it. Sometimes I throw salt into my pre-workout. Just because. Just because you like to make Monk
1: your little mocktails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I do you have do mocktails. do have Pre-workout and salt. That's amazing. <laughs> Fuck
2: yeah. And some creatine. Please post go. a recipe
1: on your Instagram.
2: <laughs> I will. Just one scoop salt. Ro, boom. Oh, boom. my <laughs> God. That's
1: amazing. Oh. Oh. Okay, Ro. So your another question for you is sometimes I have to move my mobility days on my lifting days. Is it better to do mobility before or after lifting?
2: Yeah. So yeah, this questions come up twice in the past week. So I was like, oh, this is. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have, um, have done it. And lately, I mean, before I wouldn't like put mobility days into my clients' programs um, unless they were like a high training individual. And then I was like, look, everyone can take 25 minutes once a week to just do some sort of like movement you know um so i think that's probably why i've been getting a lot more questions but sometimes i understand that like things get in the way and you're like hey well today i have time for both i have energy for both when is it going to be appropriate right and this is kind of one of those it depends on you type things because there are some days where i wake up and my body just doesn't feel good right like i slept wrong or i played video games too late whatever Maybe it would be appropriate to move my lifting session a couple hours later and do my mobility session so that it kind of wakes up my body. I can kind of check in. And then once I'm good, I was like, sweet, I'll have lunch, I'll work for a bit, and then I'll go work out. So in that way, it becomes kind of like uh, uh, a prep session because I'm warming up my body, kind of feeling myself out. Great. If you are like, you know what, my main goal right now is to make sure that I can lift heavy at like i can't move that time blah blah blah. then a movement session or a mobility session can be really beneficial at the end of the day because it's another time where maybe you go and you lift heavy and then you go and sit at a desk for five hours you're gonna stiffen up it's just kind of what happens sometimes so it would be appropriate to do it at the end there because it's like before you go to sleep let's try to loosen you up um so that you know you are kind of more in a par- in a more parasympathetic state. You've kind of started to relax more. Um, and then hopefully you wake up feeling a little better because you took that extra time to move. So short answer is whichever works best for you, right? But I think when you look at both sides being like one is going to be more prepping for a session and then the other one is going to be recovering from a session, Depends on, you know, what that training session is, if it's for a competition, if it's for practice uh, so that you can play later then maybe afterwards. But if it's like, hey, I'm just exercising for health, then let's make sure you do that mobility session beforehand just so that you can like feel better. And it's more, quote unquote, joyful movement, which I know we'll get to later, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, kind of depends. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Love that. And. Joyful movement is definitely a part of the process and it's like listening to your body. I think like, like you said, we're going to talk about joyful joyful movement later, but it sounds like this frou-frou word when it is still just exercise and you're doing what you enjoy and you're listening to your body. And yes, like, of course you still get to push yourself and whatever, whatever, but it can be a more helpful <laughs> word for someone who <laughs> maybe doesn't have the best relationship with exercise. <clears> okay. <throat> next fair. question. And this is um, a question I definitely get asked a lot. And the question is, what do I eat when nothing sounds good or I have little to no appetite? And my biggest advice with this question is first to meet yourself with self compassion and, remind yourself that my body needs food no matter what i'm going Mm -hmm. through i still need to eat (laughs) and yes like having that appetite having that satisfaction factor when it comes to eating is really important but if this is just like a once in a blue moon thing we just have to take like take that one day and be like hey it's okay that i'm feeling this way it's okay that nothing sounds great and I still need to eat because my body needs that nourishment. So the things that I always say to go to is really not to focus as much on nutrient dense things, but really on just what sounds the best to you. If that's literally like going through a drive through to get at least one meal in that day, then like, that's what that means. And that's also where the self-compassion comes in. Of just like, it doesn't always mean that every single day has to be nutrient dense, perfect um, eating quote unquote. It's just like, we have convenience at our fingertips and sometimes we have to utilize it. Um, I would also say that eating, if you're used to eating multiple meals throughout the day and they're like breakfast, lunch and dinner. I would say to just break it up a little bit more and have a few smaller snacks throughout the day. Um so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like this big meal that I have to consume and just make it as like stress-free as possible. Um and then if all else fails and none of that works, once again like remind yourself if this really is just like one day where you're just like super high stressed or you have a lot going on and that appetite just isn't there and you don't eat a lot that day, that's okay. Just give yourself that grace, meet yourself in other ways that you can and don't stress too much about it. Obviously if you're going multiple days and you have no appetite and you're barely eating anything, then yeah, we're going to have to like come in and um, get some more individualized care and a game plan together for for how to get some more nutrients into your body but those are definitely my my biggest tips when a client is going through the no appetite nothing
0: sounds good situation
2: that's good advice i mean
0: (laughs) yeah those are awesome and it does get better Mm. it like i always say like give it two weeks of consistency and like your hunger cues will be there. And I love celebrating those wins, like random side note. Like those Mm -hmm. are some of my favorite client (laughs) wins when they're like, my hunger cues are back. And I'm like, yes,
1: for sure. And I'll have clients that are just going through really high stress periods. And one of the, the side effects that they have is just not being able to fill that hunger or have that appetite. And, that's where this more like holistic approach comes in of if something is really weighing on you, if it's a relationship, if it's, um, work, if it's, you know, something else that may be coming up in your life that's really stressing you out, how can you also address that problem to where you can feel more at ease, you can feel more supported and where that is not doesn't feel all consuming and is also, you know, having impact in other areas of your life, such as nutrition and appetite and things like that. So we have to look at the whole picture. It can't just be like, Oh, what are you eating today? <laughs> okay, yeah. like what are you actually going through and how can we support your you emotionally and mentally?
2: Yeah. This, this that's what me,
0: we mean ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Th- that's what we mean when we say mm-hmm. holistic or integrative we're not talking about like hippie woo-woo <laughs> shit we're talking about like you're a whole person yeah. and there's a lot that affects how you feel yeah. and we have to take in, that into consideration and support you as a whole yeah. human because sure. it's
1: not going to do anything for you for me to just be like yeah i mean you just need to eat you just need to eat and like <laughs> this is important Duh. this is important when you're just like dude, I literally just like experienced like the worst breakup of my life or I just lost a person that I really, really cared about, Um, whatever it is, or like my job freaking sucks and my boss is abusive. <laughs> like we have to be able to, to dive into that and support that. And that doesn't mean that's always going to come from us. Like we're going to continue to encourage you to go to therapy or seek out a group therapy session or whatever it is that that feels best for you
2: yeah what i was gonna say was shout out casey because there's plenty of times during this past year last year my dissertation or phd where uh she was like have you eaten and i'm like uh no (laughs) she's like you haven't eaten since yesterday i'm like no i guess not huh that's crazy and she's like damn it (laughs) She's like throw snacks Mm -hmm. in my face and i'm like okay yeah you're right you know i just Shout out. Shout out <laughs> yeah,
1: guys. shout out to the supportive people in our lives yeah. that remind us, yeah, like, sure. hey, yeah, you might need this. <laughs> okay, Ro, got another question for you. What's the minimum amount of time I need to work out to see gains? <laughs>
2: yeah. So I thought of this question. Uh one, because I remember we we had a question a long time ago, or Nicole, you made some comment of like, well, well, actually, how long does it take or how much work do I have to do? at a minimum for me to like uh what'd you say to reverse the effects of sitting you know and <laughs> so I did an RMR test so I thought of that and then I also thought of I did an RMR test on um uh a friend a couple weeks back and she uh you know is she was like I have a history of disordered eating like I'm much healthier now than I was before but I've always kind of wanted to do the RMR test just because I feel like I, I am messed up in a lot of ways. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Like, and this is going to be the literally the most direct way for us to see whether you may have like a slower metabolism or you know whatever that means. And when you know she's tall, she's like 510 and uh, her, if you were to take her measurements and put it into a lot of like the estimators, um, it was like you should be eating something like 15, 1,600 calories a day. When we did the RMR, uh, she was at 1,100 calories. And you see that and you're like, wow, that is that is a lot. Like that's a that's a big difference, um, especially because like that's at rest. She has a history of disorder eating, you know, like so there there are all these things that we talked about. Now, get into the question, right? Because she was like, okay, well, I want to become healthier, strong, blah, blah. I'm like, absolutely see that. She was like, realistically – could I put on 15 pounds of muscle over the next year if I am also training jiu jitsu three to five times a week and also want to take up running and I was like no <laughs> <laughs> like that's just like the reality right so when you look at this question there there has to be like you have to look at everything and the goal if you were like I just want to put on muscle awesome let's look at how young you are right let's look at how long you've been lifting and let's assume your eating habits need to have you need to work on them fine then that's still going to take a long time especially if you're like 10 15 pounds right that's that's a lot i think people really don't understand how hard it is to build muscle mm. and i know we've talked about it in a previous episode but to see gains any sort of gains anywhere from six to 12 weeks, like at a minimum. Right. Uh, and that's if you're like, I just want to be bigger. Now, if you are like, I'm training for speed and power, that's going to come a little quicker because we've talked about how, um, speed and power and, uh, strength are neural mostly. So your body is going to learn how to do things better. And so you're going to get a lot stronger, quicker, a lot faster, faster. Um, And so that, that also changes kind of the dynamic of the question. Um, I think when you ask this to anyone who is trying to like, if, you know, of course, like it would be in my best interest if someone said like, how long until I can eject? I'm like, Oh, I can do it in 90 days, blah, 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 whatever. That's just, that's just, that's just a sell. Right. And unless you are a billion percent committed you are not going to get even close to that because as we've talked about, life can do a lot of different mm-hmm. things. So it's a very loaded question. I think when you, you have to look at it from your point of view, you have to look at your age, your genetics, how committed you are, your nutrition, your sleep, and then like life stress. Are you in a place right now where you even should be devoting an hour, two hours, three to four times a week mm-hmm. at the gym? If you're running away from stuff, probably not. If you're like, hey, like everything is good. I just finally want to be as big as possible whatever, then cool. But it also is going to take a long time. So it's interesting because every time I get this question, the, the answer is always different. Um, so I don't even know if I really answered the fucking question <laughs> because I, I was like answering it for like four different people in my mind. Yeah. You know? So I feel
1: like this question is so interesting too because – it's almost like you're looking at it like that's the only goal or the only thing you want out of life. And we always have to remind people that no matter what, there's always going to be give and take like, Oh yeah, yeah, you want gains, but do you also want to have, continue to have healthy relationships? Do you also want to continue to get to bed? Do you also want to continue to be able to go on that vacation or go out with your Mm -hmm. friends on the weekend or whatever it is and it's not it's not cut and dry. It's not black and white. Yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, I. That reminded me. I don't know if I ever said that on the podcast. I think I did. I keep trying to make a post about it. I forgot. Some guy called me uh, to see if we could work together, and he was like, "Well, he's like this older guy, he's sixty or something," and he was like, "Well, I really want to just get my abs. I can see him in the morning," and I was like, "Oh, like, well, you're like older. Is that something you really want to do?" Like you enjoy wine nights with your wife and friends and stuff like is that something that you're you know, kind of wanting to give up and he was like yeah i think so blah blah and i was like okay yeah i mean blah, blah, blah. you know that's not something i would do is what i said and he, and he was like well do you have abs and i was like oh no i don't care about that and then he hung up <gasps> as soon as soon as i said oh i don't have abs God. he hung up but i was like well fuck you too
1: damn how long were I y'all on it, the phone I it,
2: like 25 and minutes. he
1: hung up <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: He was like, he was like, oh wow, you have all this. I cannot this is believe great. you've been you holding this up.
1: tea, like know, even I holding forgot, this story. I, keep... <laughs> I forgot. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wow. But <laughs> you know, part of me was like, I was, we were in the airport, and so I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm about to go on vacation. I forgot. where Bro handles rejection so
1: much better than me. <laughs> I was like,
2: well, because it's like if you want to work with someone who like their only. Credentials yes, is that absolutely. they have abs. Mm-hmm. Go do that. Go fuck your life up. I don't care. Like it doesn't. It doesn't affect you me. You should have sent Brittany way, Dawn's information. <laughs> <laughs> but for half a she'll second, she'll baptize <laughs> you too for free. Yeah. After half a second, I did look at Casey and I was like, I gotta lose forty pounds. <laughs> like, oh my god! Just be absolutely shredded. Just like a hundred percent for this one person like to get back fat. at him for that one person. Yeah. <laughs> what an eight move. Uh, yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for real i'm like purely out of spite <laughs> literally uh but yeah so i going back to what you said yeah it's like it is a give and take and i'm not willing to mess my relations up for a a six-pack like i would when i was 20 so <laughs> that's just so yeah. shallow yeah you're telling me man give you yeah. <laughs> like, what dude? yeah lots of hoes i'm
1: mind blown yeah, by that that's that great story. i'm sorry um, that happened though <laughs> Ah, You're a great another... trainer and he <laughs> like... is missing out. That's for sure. That's for sure. Okay. Well, I haven't eaten since. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I know this next question is not for me. <laughs> so <laughs> in a pre-workout, what are you looking for row? Because you know, my pre-workout okay. is sleep and musly.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's like whatever is tainted with the most amount of testosterone <laughs> and trenbolone, and so you could be like, oh, I thought it was just the supplements. No, I mean, I think first of all, yes, pre workouts are a lot of fun. I I love the feeling of being like amped up. It's part of the reason I uh, don't snort cocaine is because I'm like, <laughs> I know I would love it, so I would just become straight addicted <laughs> to it, uh, but. I think it's important, one, whatever um, whatever is is uh, not a proprietary blend. So with um, a lot of supplements, if you look at the back, uh, you'll see proprietary blend. And that's really just their way of saying, like, we don't have to tell you what's in it. It's this special mixture of these things. And it has this in it, but it doesn't tell you the amount. So nine times out of ten it's just straight caffeine. They throw in a little of this, a little of that so that they can say it's in there. Um, But then it's just like 60 bucks when you could just have caffeine pills or coffee, you know, at that point it's kind of whatever. Uh, But the things that I'm, that I'm looking for in a pre-workout that I think are shown to be most effective uh, caffeine for sure. I mean, that's why I was like, how do you not drink caffeine? Like it's a good way for me to like wake up. It helps my body. And we look at how it affects the nervous system. Like, it does help with being able to contract uh, muscles because, you know, where there's kind of like two phases, it's like in the brain and then at the muscle and it helps with that at the muscle part. So on those days where like maybe your head isn't that into it, caffeine can be a bit of a crutch if you need it to be. So caffeine, uh, I think it depends on you and how uh, stimulated you get from caffeine. Like some people, absolutely love 600 grams of caffeine i don't that's not me i become uh like itchy for days if i do that i'm really sensitive to caffeine so if i have like coffee in the morning that's gonna like last me all throughout the day so that's why i don't like need to double scoop and that's like it's a fun meme but like anyone who double scoops like for sure needs to be looking at their sleep their nutrition (laughs) Probably their mm. mental health because like <laughs> you got some straight issues, uh, and there is like a, a diminishing return there, right? Like you can get too hyped to do something, and then you can't focus on your lift, and then you're not working as hard. Uh, so caffeine kind of depends on on you. Uh, it's got to have high amounts of sodium, so kind of like 300 milligrams, uh, because as we just talked about, it is necessary for the contraction of the muscles. Um, we've talked ad nauseum about how you need. Uh, sodium and potassium to be pumped in and out. And so like, that's what that's going to help with. Um, The big things are beta alanine. Beta alanine, while I don't think helps like really with uh, lifting per se, it's been shown to help with a lot of endurance work. So what that translates to when you're lifting is that like you should be able to like recover a little faster. Um, But beta alanine works only if you take it like consistently. So if you are, you know, working out, three to four, maybe five times a week, and you're having like a scoop here and there, maybe that's consistent enough because you have beta alanine in your system. But if you're like, oh yeah, I take like a scoop once a week or beta alanine once a week, then it's not gonna really be beneficial. It's kind of something you have to keep keep dosing with. Um, I don't really believe in like taurine. I don't know enough of it, but sometimes when I see that, I'm like, that's not like a make or break for me. Uh, but then citrulline malate is is the other one. Um malate kind of came out of the scene like six years ago um and it has to have at least six grams because that's like kind of what all the studies have shown. Even that is kind of dependent because depending on the sample size they used of uh, the people and how big they were, how much muscle like all that stuff does affect whether a certain uh supplement or ingredient is going to be utilized in a certain way. Um, but at a minimum, if you see something that has citrulline malate, six grams, um, that stuff has helped with like RPE being lower. So your how hard you think the session is, is lower. Um, and then your ability to increase power, I think, has also been um, shown. But after that, it's kind of just dependent on whatever that company thinks is like, important so you have things like pepper for some reason i haven't really looked in pepper um things like ashwagandha um i don't really know how i feel about ashwagandha being in a pre-workout but i can kind of understand um and then uh yeah so i mean the big ones that are most studied are going to be caffeine beta alanine uh and then citrulline malate i think we'll have a lot more research into the next couple years but i believe in citrulline malate so
0: I don't know as much about that one when the most i've read about caffeine tell me if you've heard differently is that for caffeine to be effective as a performance enhancer you can't be like a regular caffeine consumer like i'm drinking coffee every day yeah. like that's a part of my routine it's more it needs to be used specifically applied to the performance
2: yeah i mean it, I, so that and then also like if you are consistently drinking caffeine and let's say throughout the day you get 100 150 grams of caffeine grams milligrams
0: milligrams okay i was like grams is a lot
2: uh i was like oh you're gonna die um then that means you will have to take more for it to be beneficial so yeah of course let's say like you don't have like coffee that day and you're like well i'll have pre-workout and it's 150 milligrams and then you're just that base there. Um, so that that's also really important too. And then at some point, again, like if you're like, oh, yeah, pre-workout never works for me. It's like, well, you have two pots of coffee a day. Like what do you expect? <laughs> you know, like you got you to gotta work on a lot of other things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I will say it's probably no secret that I'm not the biggest fan of pre-workout. I think having a pre-workout routine and fueling strategy is important. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of pre-workout supplements per se. Yeah. I will say one supplement I really do like and I think is the most researched supplement is um creatine. I love creatine. And taking that pre-workout and and I've seen it in some pre-workout supplements recently and I I like that. That's one I can get get behind yeah. especially um I've got a lot of male clients who are working on strength performance like power output Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah like let's let's fucking go
2: yeah yeah Creatine. the i guess the only reason i didn't add it is because like creatine could be taken whenever before during Mm -hmm. after i don't think there's been enough shown to say like definitively that it's best uh, at any certain time point um but i don't look for it in a pre-workout because like it is something super cheap you can buy so i throw it in my pre-workout but it's not like in it Uh, it's not your
0: must-have list yeah
2: well no yeah because it's not a brewery but yeah you can buy like a kilo of it and i'm saying like it's cocaine a kilogram of it for like 20 bucks like creatine is super inexpensive and it'll last you a long long time so yeah love me some creatine
1: dig it um yeah i learned a lot in that question (laughs) i know nothing (laughs) about any of it Uh, i mean i think it's interesting what you mentioned though of just how it is meant to be supportive. I think I've always just viewed it as this thing of, oh, I'm just going to take this because I feel like garbage and I want to still get this workout in and I want it to give me that boost that I need. And I'm like, can't we just get that other ways? But
0: everything that you (laughs) mentioned is. That's how I am now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, do you? Re- I used to take stuff that's now illegal. I used to take like jacked 3D. Oh, yeah, like, man. 3D <laughs> and oh my I think
1: God. I told you, bro. Like, the only time I had ever taken pre workout was in grad school with Brooke. She gave it to me one time, and I was like, never give me that again.
2: And did you say, this is the best? <laughs> no, feeling I was like, why, why am I
1: tingling? Why is my heart palpitating?
2: It's the best. I don't know. I, like I said, I love like stimulants. It's the closest so.
1: I ever got to drugs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God
1: where i was like why am i why are my friends losers yeah Yeah, for sure oh my god all righty next question what supplements should i avoid taking at night
0: love this question
2: very interested in this question
0: (laughs) So this has this question was from someone more from like a functional perspective, not necessarily talking about like, you know, sports supplementation. But um, when we're using micronutrient supplementation, where should we put it? And there's a couple different ones that I would love to give a shout out to. So at night, I would recommend avoiding B vitamins. Those, those are energizing. We're, we're using them for our energy pathways they can be stimulating. A lot of them include B12 and things like that. We don't want that right in your bed. So I would recommend putting that earlier in your day, either morning or afternoon. Same with vitamin D. Vitamin D is really important for sleep health. and It's actually shown benefit for a whole lot of things. Sleep is one of them, but there's evidence that it can actually suppress melatonin. So I would recommend putting vitamin D Near a high-fat meal, either breakfast or lunch, where you've got some really good fat sources present because it's a fat-soluble vitamin, you can make sure you absorb it, and you get that plenty of time before your melatonin production needs to kick in at night. I would also avoid any, like, stimulating adaptogens. There's a lot of different ones um, that people use nowadays. I would put pre-workout on this list. I would be really careful (laughs) if you're (laughs) using… Any type of like stimulating products, mm-hmm. like, cause I recommend to clients like cut off your caffeine at noon, 2 PM is mm-hmm. a hard stop because it does yeah. interfere with your sleep patterns. And I just believe that one of the best things we can do for our health and performance overall is supporting circadian rhythm. So you better, you'd better start liking those morning <laughs> workouts. If like you do want to get your Jack 3d on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, if you want to take drugs. The best ones I would <laughs> the best ones I would take at night. Magnesium is great mm. to take at night, helpful for sleep. Any calming adaptogens, if you want to make some tea with ashwagandha, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's some other good? Lavender, lemon balm. Like there's a lot of really good calming herbs and different things you can do at night. I would also take probiotics at night. This one shocks a lot of people. But if you think about it, your gut is really inactive mm-hmm. at night you know hopefully we're getting a 12 hour fast we're we're giving our gut a break. And so the thought behind this that doctors will say is making sure that we're in taking our probiotic and then it has time to kind of like mm-hmm. sit and like do its thing while the bowels aren't moving. And so there's mm. a better chance that the probiotics actually hang around, and divide and potentially get integrated into your gut microbiome instead of just passing through with food and other stuff throughout the day. Yep.
2: Now Doesn't that, and I'm being, this is a serious question. Doesn't that mean that we'll also like, I don't know, like mess up my my poop in the morning or like, I I guess not mess up, but I I don't know. I just feel like if you have things like that sitting in your stomach for, while there's like no motility going on, like how does that, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like one time I had like sauerkraut and then the next day I was like, shitting so much and i was like what is That's i don't like good. this feeling and so if i have that like at night you know like well, what is that gonna do to probi- me like i don't i don't know
1: probiotics yeah. are doing so much more for your gut than it says it, it has like it's not all just like oh this is to make you shit <laughs> like
0: right no, now
2: <laughs> yeah i know i know but i just remember being like oh god this does not feel good to me <laughs>
0: yeah well probiotic containing foods i would eat throughout the day like i know you said you like to do yogurt we were talking about that like those that's great incorporate sauerkraut into your day like like i'm never doing that again potatoes never (laughs) yeah maybe you're not but like do those things Mm -hmm. throughout the day but if you're going to take a targeted probiotic where that's the purpose is we're using this to make sure that we're building up your gut microbiome in some way then take it at night and the thing is different probiotic strains will do different Mm -hmm. things generally speaking and then everyone's individualized Mm -hmm. so there's actually some probiotic strains that are extremely constipating Mm -hmm. there's some that can cause loose stools and so that's something that kind of just varies individual to individual and a lot of the times you're building up also to probiotics so we're doing like one every other day we're building up to once a day then we're building up to sometimes two times a day or, or two capsules a day so it really depends on the person and the strain but generally speaking if we if we want to use probiotics, also PSA this is not what the question was, but PSA to anyone listening, you really shouldn't be taking a targeted probiotic supplement every day of your life. Mm. That's actually not the point of probiotics and it can throw off your gut flora like you can have too much of mm-hmm. a good thing. Yes. so um, we don't want to do that. We actually just want to use it really intentionally. Um, and hopefully that you've got some type of understanding and a provider to help you pick which one's right for you because there's a lot of different strains to help with a lot of different things because you can make things worse with certain probiotics and you can make them worse if you're taking them every day. So I think it's one of those things that became trendy, but we don't want you to take a probiotic supplement every day.
2: Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Don't eat sauerkraut. (laughs) I love
0: sauerkraut. (laughs) Probiotic foods every day. Containing
2: (laughs) foods. Fermented foods every day.
1: Yes. Love it. Next question is I'm about to get back to running after some time off. Do you think I should still train the legs even though I'll be running three to five times a week?
2: Yeah. Um, so as always, obviously it depends, but if your main goal is to become a runner, right? Or to get back to running then we have to prioritize running. <laughs> Crazy, I know. But also, uh, whether it's you have been consistently running or you're getting back to running um, or you are starting running, I think that when a lot of people start running, um, they get injured pretty quickly. And it's because like, yes, running is a natural movement. We should all be able to run. Um, but it is really stressful. I mean, you're loading more than your entire body weight because of gravity and physics on one leg at a time, on one side of your body at a time. And so if you haven't been as active or haven't even been running a lot, it can put so much strain on your joints because your musculature isn't strong enough to take that force, you know, and then continue running. Now, that being said, I still think that regardless of who you are, um, I think maybe if you are an Olympic sprinter, because I know Charlie Francis was kind of against uh, lifting and he trained some of the fastest people in the world. So um, it's important to understand that if you just train for like one thing and then you don't do that thing because you're like lifting a couch or just life is happening, your chances of getting hurt increase because you're just not as robust. Right? So There's that like you should be training um, so that you can just stay a stronger human and be able to deal with the shit that life throws at you. More importantly, if we're talking about performance is that if you look at running, it's just like a long periods of time where we're doing low amounts of like contractions and force production because, you know, you compare that to like pulling a heavy deadlift or squatting heavy like it's definitely not the same thing. But you can do that for long periods of time. Now, that means that we're not training that high power, high velocity um, end of the spectrum. And so if we ever have to get to that side, again, your chances of getting hurt increases. um, But also, you become worse at that. So it's really good to focus on if you are running three to five times a week. If you're going to lift, we are not talking high volume stuff. We are talking heavy, high intensity, low volume, maybe fast, right? Depending on the training block. So that when you need to kick in a race or going up a hill, you are able to produce that force, your body knows what it's like, and I've trained for it, so I'm good to go. And then again, if you have to do that in some sort of life-saving or continuous thing, you're you're just used to it. So you always wanna at least train that opposite end of the spectrum so that you are just a more robust athlete or person. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest way to think about it. Yeah. Well. So. Cool. A lot of lunges. <laughs> Fuck that.
1: Yeah. Lunges are a really, really uh, unnecessarily hard thing to do. I feel like.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really believe in hell, but that's that's hell. <laughs> lunges. Any you kind know. of lunge, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Lunges. And like, yeah. how many
1: freaking different lunges can there be? Because there's a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: It is. Forward, diagonal, right, diagonal, back, back.
1: Oh, man. All right. Let's talk about some nutrition tips for traveling, Um, especially when a person will really only have access to things like convenience food, gas stations, things like
0: that. Yes. This is a big one. And... Truly, this is also kind of a lesson in balance that things when we're at home and we can control a lot of variables and we can build perfectly balanced plates, you know, we want to do that. When we're on the road, it's okay if there's a little bit of variability and I just always encourage people to think of, all right, what can I add that's Mm -hmm. nourishing? You know, I might not nail every meal or snack, but like what can I add that's nourishing? Number one, definitely always stay hydrated, bring water with you, make sure you're grabbing water. That's really important. And then I would just think about... What are you easily going to be able to find most gas stations? It's carbs. Like Mm -hmm. that's usually what you can find. You can find chips, you can find granolas, you can find bars, you can find candy, fun foods like that. It's going to be easy to find those types of foods. What you're not going to be able to find is usually fresh food, food, like fruit, and you're also not going to be able to find a lot of protein and healthy fat sources per se. Sometimes you can find things like nuts. I will also say a lot of convenience stores and gas stations are just overpriced. So I'm a huge (laughs) fan of stocking up on all these little pieces and snacks that are non-perishable and I just keep them have my own little snack pack ready mm-hmm. to go some favorites I will say I love a good trail mix because you can just get so much good nutrient dense calorie dense food and a good trail mix I love the little single packs of nut butters and fruit mm. that's already wrapped like little things like clementines mm-hmm. and bananas great um I'm also a big fan of Bars, you know, we don't want to necessarily have snack bars multiple times a day, but it's a great tool for travel. RX bars, Go Macro bars, those are two of my favorites, I would say. They're pretty balanced. They've got protein. Like and thinking bars. about fiber sources, so I do look for there to be a little bit of fiber in bars. There's going to be fiber in a lot of the nuts and seeds you'd find in trail mix, So those are kind of the big things I'm thinking of in my head. And then I'm going to be honest. I love to stop at a good gas station and get my favorite snack foods. Like I love um, Diet Dr. Pepper. Mm. And I love like a good potato chip. So like still get those (laughs) things you like, you know, like it it makes (laughs) it does. It makes. It makes the trip yeah. fun. Like yeah. I love salt and vinegar, mm-hmm. that's my favorite. So if you can find those things and have those things, awesome. But just like think about, okay, what can I add? I still should be drinking water yeah. for sure. I still can have good nutrient dense mm-hmm. food. I can bring some other things yeah. with me. That's that's sure. my advice. Yeah, and beef jerky. Yeah, I love like so. just packing whatever yeah. you can that you know like,
1: okay, I'm going to have this on hand. And whenever you are able to stop somewhere that may be like a grocery store or an actual restaurant, that's when you can really hone in on what Brooke was talking about of like, what can I add? How can I, you know, even if it's just like one meal a day, that's more nutrient dense than the others. um, Just, yeah, meeting yourself where you are and not stressing too much about it.
2: I feel like when I when I would drive from Mississippi to Chicago, mm. uh, my yeah long drive, <laughs> my go to was a blue Powerade, one of those Gatorade <laughs> bars, and Gardettos, and I was just mm-hmm. set. I was like, oh fuck yeah,
1: man! It was a lot of back and forth during those days. <laughs> There's <was> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I went home almost every weekend at some points. Oh god. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we have another travel question. And this is more so related to um, exercise and movement. So, if someone is consistently working in a different hotel, or that's kind of like the only gym access they have, when they don't have the equipment that they normally do, what should they do or what can they do?
2: Yeah. So I have, I actually I have quite a few clients that are flight attendants and they don't know each other. So I don't know how I'm getting out there, but <laughs> that's cool. keep, keep pushing me out there and into the skies. Um, so I think it's really Better important again, when sky. we look at their, <laughs> <laughs> I can go twice as high. Are we going to get copyrighted? <laughs> like, like Shut it down. Take a look. It's in our book. Reading. reading. Oh my anyway. God. Um, All right. That's sorry, that. Got... It's because that, that pre-workout's hitting. That's why. Oh, great. Um, yeah so (laughs) yeah it's that salt uh yeah so again it comes back to the goals right i think that um most of my flight attendants uh flight attendants uh, clients that are flight attendants um are really just trying to get healthier become stronger for their life whatever so it's not about like intensity and lifting heavy it's about hitting the specific movement pattern so can we lunge? Can we hinge? Can we push? Can we pull? Can we carry? If you can do all those in some way, shape or form, then the equipment doesn't really matter, right? Uh, When COVID hit, everyone's like, how do I get a bar? How do I get it? And that's fair. I bought a fucking squat rack right right away. But like the reality is like, if I had had like a heavy sandbag, I would have been able to do most things, right? But we like nice and fun things. Um, So part of the Part of working with me or with someone who like understands exercise is that like things are a lot simpler than I think people think. So whether I'm squatting with a bar or lunging with a kettlebell in the front rack position or dumbbells to my side, I'm still getting that that lunge position. I'm still getting my quads to do work, my glutes to do work and, you know, my my core to stabilize whether I'm pushing with a bench press with a barbell dumbbells on a machine press, or just push-ups, like I'm still pushing in some way, shape, or form. So as you, as you train for a long time, you will start to notice patterns. Um, and so you're like, Hey, you know, I don't have access to, um, a chest press machine, but I see these dumbbells here. It's the same damn thing. Now, importantly, uh, And this is I have I have a client who I just started working with who's worked with, I guess, all of us at this point, um, which is so funny. She (laughs) is like, you know, I'll be on a boat and I will have access to maybe a 25 pound kettlebell. And this girl's very strong. She's a strong lady, you know. (laughs) Uh, And so if we want to keep her primed for her powerlifting competition that we're like gearing up for, then it changes a little bit because yeah, the movements are not gonna change, but because I only have a 25 pound kettlebell, I'm gonna have to do a lot of reps to get the same amount of volume work. So when I said high volume stuff, I was like, oh yeah, like 20 to 25 reps. And she was like, oh, I thought you meant like 12 to 15. And I was like, (laughs) unfortunately, no, because this is a really light kettlebell and you're used to picking up heavy things. I mean, that's a trade-off, right? It's like you either work intensely for short periods of time, or you work not as intense for longer periods of time. So when you look at that, I know my movement patterns, if my goal is to either have hypertrophy or high volumes or whatever, then I can look at kind of the sets and reps that I might need to do. Um, You don't ever really need a piece of machinery uh, unless you're, again, training for powerlifting where it's a strength sport and then you have to work on technique. But People who are just trying to exercise and get better, there's a lot of things you can do with a kettlebell, a heavy backpack, barbells, whatever. Mm -hmm. At that point, it's just get creative, keep the goal in mind, and then, you know, understand that your life is busy and some work is better than no work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's lots of ways to move our bodies and exercise, which is really cool. When you learn like the functionality of lifting, You realize, like, how it translates to so many other movements in your day-to-day life that you're like, oh, I don't have to be in the gym with all this crazy equipment to really access the same.
2: Yeah. I mean, I love carries. Yeah. Kettlebell. I have, like, a sandbag. Like, just because, like, you know how often you, like – because in the reality, like – I used to be able to, I, when I deadlifted the heaviest I did, like, I, I still couldn't do, like, a lot of yard work until so my dad was like, all these muscles, blah, 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 which is fair. But also, <laughs> like, I wasn't training in that movement. Like, I can pick something up if it's this shape and it's just mm-hmm. going up. But if it's a log that I have to kind of, like, finagle, then it, yeah, I was getting hurt. Of course I was getting hurt. Like, I wasn't <laughs> practicing that. Or I wasn't training that. Uh, and so you're right, Nicole. Like, the functionality of, of exercise is more than just, like, getting Yoked, it's like well, we need to stay strong so that we can keep doing the things we want to do for sure. Okay,
1: last question, and this one is about Rose's favorite topic: joyful movement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the question is: I'm someone who wants to add more joyful movement into my routine, along with structured workouts such as lifting. What is your advice on exploring joyful movement? And I love this question because, like I mentioned earlier. Most of the time working with individuals who have come from a very rigid background of, oh, I have to do this hour long boot camp class every single day and I hate it and I'm miserable and whatever, whatever. So first of all, I always love to see where a client is at with their relationship towards movement and if it is in that all or nothing mindset and they do feel really obsessive that's a place where we could look at stepping back from movement and exercise for a little bit to really address those deeper thoughts and beliefs and mindset around it. And when it comes to joyful movement, there, joyful movement. there's a few questions I always love to ask that can guide you in the direction of what may be something that sounds fun and exciting to you. And some questions that you can ask yourself is, do you want to explore movement outside or inside? Do you want to explore movement in a group setting or by yourself? Do you want to explore this movement in a facility or gym? Or do you want to explore it in the comfort of your own home? And that can really direct the options that you have. And um, I always just say, just like, don't take yourself too seriously. And like, maybe you want to, maybe there's a studio around you that you really want to try of something that maybe you've never done before. Maybe it's Pilates or dance or yoga and something that's outside of uh, this, this more rigid routine that you may have had in the past that really opens up a door to experience fun and like be a beginner again, because that's another thing of, I think we don't allow ourselves to be beginners because it doesn't it doesn't feel fun to suck at something. Like you don't want no, like you don't want to be the one to show up to that Pilates class and just look like an absolute crazy person who doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> but the thing is is and someone said this the other day. I like saw a reel of everyone else like Ro is the main character of Ro's life. So if yeah. I walk into a room with Ro, like Ro still think like he's still the main character. So whatever I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. he's probably not going to notice as much as I yep. think he's going to notice because I'm not the main character in Roe's life. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way to um, also remind yourself of like, it's okay to suck at something. It's okay to be a beginner and it, at the end of it, like, you can still have fun, you can still learn something new, you could still, like, laugh at yourself or um, experience, I guess, a little bit more joy than maybe you hadn't in the past, because you never even allowed yourself to, like, open that door in regards to, like, movement and exercise, And yeah, like this year I recently like started roller skating again and I used to do that as a kid. I would go every single weekend and I loved it. And I'm like, wait, like, why don't I do this anymore? So I got skates and I was terrified because I'm almost 30 (laughs) and I don't want to break a hip and like be out. (laughs) Like I don't want to be out of doing things that I also love, like lifting and more structured exercise that have like specific goals attached to it. But... You know, I showed up, and I got a couple other friends that wanted to also try it, and we allowed ourselves to be beginners together, and that was really helpful and supportive for me. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, I would also ask yourself, like, what did I used to do as a kid that I didn't even have to think about that. It was just something I loved to do, and I couldn't wait to get home and be able to do it. Maybe that was riding your bike, or maybe that was just like going outside and playing in the dirt. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, did do a lot of that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. It's and that's like that's. I think that's why I love the topic of joyful movement so much is because it, it it's so broad. There's so many different things that fall into that, and. And, like, lifting can still be that for you. Like, I don't lift mm-hmm. because I hate it. Obviously, like, I find joy in it. I find enjoyment in it. And I want to do it. And it also challenges me in a way that excites me and helps me evolve as a human. So, yeah, those are my, my biggest tips when it comes to um, just exploring the not-so-structured part of movement.
2: Yeah i love that i love it it's like climbing like when we went oh my god when i visited you back in 2019 brooke <laughs> like we went climbing no it was right
0: before we the don't... pandemic it was oh, like it early the early 2020 world shut down yeah, right yeah, yeah, after <laughs>
2: like i i remember like climbing i was like wow this is so much fun it's been so long since i've like climbed and then we climbed for a little bit here and then everything shut down but i haven't gone a long time and i'm also like what 30 pounds heavier than i was back then so it's like Whoa, that's gonna be hard to pick up. But I can do just. Casey as... was really good at it. Yeah, she's really good. She, to she it needs to get up there. Everything. She
0: could be the next free solo. Oh <laughs> yeah. boy, Rose be like, no thanks. I'm
1: not trying to pick
2: her off no, the uh... asphalt. <laughs> yeah, if she lands on her butt. She <laughs> bounce
1: bounce right back up like a cat. Yeah, yeah. love <laughs> oh, it, oh, man. Love this.
2: Episode. Yeah,
1: this was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, we got to touch on. A lot of different topics and definitely hope that it was helpful for whoever's listening. And if you have a question that we didn't cover, please send it to one of us. Um, We're all on Instagram, all on health unfiltered pod on Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. So we love answering these questions for clients and for individuals who may just be listening to the podcast
2: shout out our listeners (laughs)
1: yes mom and dad (laughs) 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 Um, so we are all currently accepting new clients ro is the master of all things exercise and performance myself nicole is an intuitive eating health at every size dietitian and brooke is a dietitian specializing in healing the gut microbiome to solve digestive and hormonal symptoms for athletes and active adults Please follow us at healthunfilteredpod on Instagram. And like I said, keep these questions coming. Rate us, share us, and leave us a review whenever, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you all next time. <laughs> <laughs> Ro always laughs at me. I'm like, what can I say at the end of this podcast?
2: But it's fine. You know, you know you just, you see, that's how we use that. We use our crutch app. <laughs> anyway, play that music. <laughs> We don't know how to end this.
0: Thing. Okay, Brooke, just take us out. <laughs> I got you. I can save it.
2: Cue yeah. that music. All
0: right.
2: Cue that music.